Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday. It's May the 5th, 2022. It's another Technical Podcast. Glad you could join us today, whether it's your first time or otherwise. Talk about movies, games, television, incredible Picasso drawings done by Jeff's little boy, and everything in between. <laughs> That's right. Clear, clear a path. Front and center. Get that picture out there. Got another uh, another great show lined up for you today. I uh, hope you're all doing well. Before we get started, get the most important question of the week. Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, week was... That was another week. Did I, I worked a lot this week. I was going to uh, say, you got, you got like your, your first honest-to-goodness longer than, than, than bone standard uh, hours in. I uh, saw yeah. the tweet. Yeah, so, yeah, first, first week of that, I think for the year, just been feeling a little bit better. I had a rough day today, actually. My stomach's been kind of a mess today. Uh, but outside of that, that's pretty much it. That's been my week. Uh, we had our pool open yesterday, but it's still, we're still filling it, and you got to put in chemicals, and it's still too cold. Uh, <laughs> Let's not get ahead of ourselves now. Yeah, but we're supposed to have, like, <laughs> seven days of sun coming up. Whoa! Great. Seven seven full days. It's supposed to be like plus eighteen for a couple of the days. Fuck! Tell me it's not tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, wait. Uh, tomorrow is. Tell me tomorrow is still kind of cold. Yeah, thirteen degrees. Okay. All right. Because yeah. I've got. I I still have to do one more trip to the attic mm. in a in a in a Tyvek suit, and I don't should, want it to be twenty degrees outside. You should do it up. You should do it ASAP because <laughs> it's going to start getting a little bit warmer over the next week. Bro, we had that one, one, we one day that was above like 10 degrees or whatever this last week. It was like 15, 15 or 16 degrees. And I poked my head into the attic for a hot second. And I say the, I say the term hot second quite literally because that shit was cooking in the attic. And I went, oh, fuck, we really need it. We really need to get this work done up here. Otherwise, we're going to be losing water weight quick trying to work up top in this bitch. Uh, and uh, that was part of my week this week, actually. I, uh. We went up and I got the Tyvek suit on, which doesn't really fit me. It's more of like a it's more of like a suggestion than an actual suit. Uh, it's kind of like capri pants, uh, and it only comes down to like three quarters of my arm. But you know, it, it gets the majority of me, and it's you know protects the head. And, and when you're up in an attic that's got blown in insulation, you, you'll take whatever you can get. Uh, and so uh, pop that bad boy on and went up to run the. Um, the first of a couple of runs for the HVAC in the in the upstairs. It was the one over to the living room area because uh, it was just all we had the time for that day. It was just to do the one run. So got up and, and ran that. And uh, and it was, you know, it was a cool day yesterday. So it wasn't terrible up there. I wasn't like dying or anything of heat. But if it hits like 20 degrees or 17 or 18 degrees for more than one day in a row, I will I will be in a world of pain in that attic trying to run HVAC in that bitch. Uh, it would be like it would be a little less annoying if it wasn't for the fact that our roof is is such a low pitch so like you're it's basically you're in this tiny cramped fucking just swimming in insulation there's nowhere to fucking go. I post I don't know if you saw it on Twitter I posted yesterday. I did, yeah. Somebody one of the community members edited it it looked like a fucking Mass Effect cover or some shit. Uh and I was just laying in the in the middle dead and I put deck boards right up the middle of the house so that you can at least crawl on those instead of trying to hit every individual truss 
and destroy your knees in the process. We put deck boards uh, up the middle of the house. And I was laying there waiting for dad to like get some work done downstairs so I could do the next part. And that was the picture. And yeah, it's just a fucking hot mess up there, literally and figuratively. But uh, it went well. We got that all set up. And now we just have uh, one more... Uh, one more run to do off the other side of the tee, which will include two other tees, but we should be able to get it done in one day. So we just need one one more cool day before apocalypse now. Just mm. one more, and then I'll be happy. Then you can get as fucking hot as you want. I'll you give do a it shit. tomorrow. Yes. Do it tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Brian will be salty because he's still got to go back up in the attic, do a couple of uh, quick little electric work jobs, but... Uh, but uh, but not me, and that's okay. That's that's the important thing, clearly here. Uh, but yeah, other than that, this week it was just uh, us doing uh, more work wherever we could around the house. It was like a lot of piddly stuff uh, this week, and we're getting probably within a week away from doing some semblance of flooring. We tried to get underlayment for upstairs today, but uh, it's like we need we need sixty sheets of the shit, and that doesn't exist anywhere um dartmouth had them but it was like trying to buy a ps5 mr black you get there you see the stock it's there they have enough you go in you log in to your home depot account you're like oh it's time to go order six zero add to cart get to cart sorry we had to reduce the number uh on your order because of low stock and i was like wait hold fucking hold up it's already, it's, it's in stock, I see it, but then I see the main stock has already dropped just since I put in the 6-0 on the site, I'm like, fuck, alright, fine, I'll take whatever you can give me. It was like 54 of them instead of 60, it's like, fine, fuck it, press go, sorry, we had to reduce your fucking, like, the next page in the car- cart, we had to reduce it again, it went to 2! It went from <laughs> 60 to 54 to yeah, 2! And they right. almost fleeced me, too, because I almost pressed, like, I was just trying to get through it quick, and I almost pressed through it, and it would have been $60 or, no, $90 worth of shipping for two sheets of fucking 4x4 underlayment. Oh, hell no. They almost got me! And I backed out, and I was like, fuck, so I, I gotta make some phone calls and see if we can, like, pre-order some underlayment uh, in this crazy, wacky world. So anyway, that was, that was, uh, that was uh, my week. We got a couple of other vents and stuff run this week. Um, finished the... Um, we went up on the roof to do the bathroom vent because we had to replace what was on the roof because it was rotted to fuck and we needed to make a, a bigger vent there or put a bigger vent there anyway. So we got that done just kind of continuing on. But, you know, I'll, I'll keep saying we're a month away and eventually I'll be right. <laughs> you can't, I can't be wrong forever, Jeff. Eventually it is a month away. You'll get there. We don't know which month it is, but it's a month away. Uh, it's like saying it's at five o'clock somewhere in the world every time you drink like your fifth beer for the day. Uh, but we got some video game news to talk about this week, so let's jump right in, Mr. Black. Mr. Keeley has brought us dates for Summer Game Fest 2022. The first date given uh, is June 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. He says with more events coming later in June. But the main event, apparently, is June 9th, which is pretty standard. It's usually somewhere between the 9th and the 12th or 13th of the month, depending on how it falls for days. Uh, and so that was a more or less to be expected. But for those of you who are really into Summer Games Fest, and you want to see every single solitary pour on Jeff Keighley's face, great news! They have a solution for you. IMAX has partnered with Game Fest to put the live Game Fest show into select IMAX theaters. I'm assuming mostly just in the continental U.S. However... The options there. You want to see it in IMAX? Do you do you want to see Game Fest in IMAX, Mr. Black? No. Okay. 
I just don't, to, I don't just want to see to make it on sure. any screen, to be honest. <laughs> uh, despite an incredibly lukewarm reception to season two in Halo Infinite, and lukewarm is about as kind as I could have possibly been uh, for the reception for Halo Infinite's season two. One of the more interesting things to come out of the, uh, its announcement is that the Series S is getting a 120 hertz mode for Halo, which is uh, which is actually kind of impressive. And I'm looking forward to seeing Digital Foundry uh, look into how they achieved that with that little machine. So not the Series X, but the little, the small guy, the Series S, getting 120 hertz mode uh, in any game like Halo is kind of uh, kind of impressive uh, for sure. So I want to see like what are they doing? Dropping that bitch to 720p? How the fuck are they getting 120 frames uh, on that little machine? So I'm sure if they haven't already, Digital Foundry will have some sort of uh, video content on that investigating. Uh, but certainly shows that the Series S has got a little bit more kick than some people might give it credit for. Uh, after having done a great job, however, and this is in line with Halo, uh, continuing with that news, a uh, great job of driving away many of the casual players. As we've discussed over the last couple of weeks, the player base has basically evaporated into uh, not many people.jpg. Uh, 343 has made the interesting choice to patch out nearly all of the skill jumps, slides, and other advanced map movements on the basis that it ruins the integrity of the game, which of course has now turned off much of the hardcore community. So they looked at it and they said, well, we've already driven away a lot of our casual fans. What could we possibly do to make this situation worse? And somebody stood up and said, I've got it! Take away all the advanced movements that only about 5% of the entire fucking player base is capable of pulling off or even knows exists. That'll do it, right? And somebody said, fuck yeah, give that man a raise! And here we are. So immediately, Shyway, who is a prominent caster within the Halo Infinite community, uh, and uh, one of the main drivers for doing video content in relation to teaching people about advanced movement in Halo Infinite, uh, like... Uh, like some of the longer slides that you could do, uh, advanced jumps off of certain sections of, uh, of each map, uh, things of that nature for more efficient routing when you're doing things uh, like that's not just necessarily team deathmatch, maybe you're on a uh, capture the flag and whatnot, and those would be, you know, obviously very handy. When you're at the top of the game, you, get, you gotta get all the advantages you can get. Uh, and, uh, yeah, 343 said, you know what, that's not adding to the experience, that's making it worse, so let's patch it right the fuck out. And Shyway immediately went to Twitter and was like, I don't know how to feel about this. I feel like I might have actually just indirectly caused this to happen by bringing so much attention to all of these things. But he's like, I feel kind of bad about it. And everyone was like, no, it's not your fault. 343 is just fucking stupid. Which I am inclined, Mr. Black, to believe. <laughs> Given everything that we've seen thus far. Because believe it or not, I don't know about you, but back in the day when we used to play lots of Halo, and you and I used to play a lot of Halo. One of my favorite game modes to play when we had more than just a couple people in the room. King of the Hill. Mm. King of the Hill on Blood Gulch with the tanks and shit. Absolute fire. Lots of fun had with King of the Hill. And so a lot of people, when they announced some of the new game modes coming in Season 2 for Halo Infinite, were excited when they saw King of the Hill. For obvious reasons. It's a classic game mode in Halo. Well, after they got their hands on it, they discovered, wait, 343 decided to reinvent the wheel, Mr. Black, and they turned the wheel into a square. So they took a perfectly functioning mode that everyone loves in King of the Hill and then changed it uh, into something that nobody really recognized, and for reasons nobody can quite figure the fuck out. So instead of taking the time to actually fix things that are legitimately broken, they've gone out of their way to fix things that aren't broken and making them largely worse for most of the players that are still actively playing the game. Thumbs up. 343, three. keep up the hard work. You're, uh, you're doing well. 
If you uh, keep up this pace, record timing, that game will be dead in the water. <laughs> if, if, if by all accounts it's not already a little dead, it will be deader in the not-too-distant future. Dead. Super yeah, dead. super, super dead. Dire dead. It's like regular dead, but dire. PlayStation 5 has officially gotten their VRR, so that's their variable refresh rate update. Mr. Black pushed out, and uh, it appears to be working well, although some people have reported it isn't quite as effective as the VRR on the Xbox at this time. And even if that is the case, it's, it's something that I'm sure can be resolved in future patches. This is just the first release of the VRR uh, functionality on the console, so not anything to get too concerned about. Uh, but for now, it's a wonderful update that's been long overdue. The fact that it didn't more or less launch with VRR is shocking to me, but then when you see that Sony televisions didn't even have VRR on them for video game consoles, it seems that the entire division, whether the TV or video game side, didn't really have much interest in putting VRR on until everyone screamed at them, and so now here it is. And thankfully working well. Some people are reporting some some slight uplift in, in, in uh, FPS and games they've already played, like the Spider-Man games and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, all the same. Uh, for those of you out there with the PS5 and with a TV that has VRR capabilities, go nuts! It is a nice thing. It's something that streamers can't really make use of, unfortunately. It's like one of the great downfalls of being a streamer is that uh, you can't really use uh, VRR of any kind because the capture cards or the stream doesn't really get that shit. So it just screen tears the fuck on the stream side. Which many people don't give a fuck about, honestly. Many of the top streamers just turn that shit on, and if it's got screen tearing, they don't give a fuck. But I'm, I'm a guy with four and a half people watching me, and goddammit, I am not going to have a single solitary tear on my stream, Mr. Black. It's impossible to have. I can't live with it. And so I don't use it. <laughs> uh, leaked screenshots of the upcoming Forza Motorsport appear to be running on an Xbox One of all things. This would contradict the website, which uh, still has it only li being listed as a current-gen game. And this is just me personally, but I, uh, despite the logic behind launching this, you know, next Forza Motorsport, so not not Forza Horizon, but the mainline Forza, the thing that used to be the flagship before Horizon just wiped that off the face of the fucking map. Uh, despite the, the, the logic behind doing so, because clearly you're giving yourself more chances to sell copies, right? Xbox One, even though it only sold, like, five consoles, is still more than just the Series X and S minus the five consoles with Xbox One. I get it from that perspective. But at the same time, they've had two games now in this series that have not been particularly hot, uh, and I think they just need an all-out moment. Just balls to the fucking wall. A hard reset, if you will. And I think it's some of, one of those things that you can only really do if you are committing entirely to current-gen platforms and not hamstringing your game, whether it be visually or the physics that it can, be, it can have, based on the fact that you are trying to apply it to a console that's older than some of the players that might be playing the game that you were about to sell. Uh, and so we'll see how it all, how it all works out. It's possible that that's just a, a misread on some of these leaked uh, images. Uh, however, it would track with many of the other games that we've been seeing, including Sony's uh, Gran Turismo 7, which is also cross-platform, or not, sorry, uh, cross-generational. Uh, and so we'll see, we'll see what comes out of it. I really want them to do well, because I haven't played a, a, a motorsport game in five ever. Uh, and for many reasons, uh, but chiefly, uh, honestly, it was a lot of the microtransactions, but it's just not been as good of an experience as it used to be. And they need something big. I want it and I want it now, Mr. Black. Mm. Give it to me now. Uh, Square Enix 
There you go. Something that you can talk about, Mr. Black. It won't just be me motormouthing for the entirety of this segment. Square Enix looks like it's streaming, streamlining the hell out of itself as it sold off many of its Western studios this week to Embracer Group for $300 million. So if that $300 million already sounds cheap, wait until you find out what $300 million bought the Embracer Group. So if you don't know already, the, uh, the sale happened to include Crystal Dynamics, Eidos and Square Enix Montreal, all three of those studios, uh, and there's some 1,000 or 1,100 employees, for $300 million. That would bring intellectual properties like Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Thief, and a hell of a lot more to Embracer's already massive and growing library. Uh, However, I'll put this caveat in here, likely nearly all, or like nearly all of Square Enix's stable of developers, these three have had small profit margins despite producing relatively well-received games. I mean, if I say the new Tomb Raider games, Mr. Black, you, you would know they're pretty pretty good games. They, it's not like they were bombs. Deus Ex, pretty fucking... It's almost legendary now, the last one that came out. Everyone's been waiting for another one. Uh, these aren't games that, uh, that are necessarily looked down upon. With that being said, the profit margins are still very small. I mean, sub-5% in some cases uh, for, these, uh, for these groups. Square Enix as a whole, to give you an idea of just how they're doing, so the entirety of the publisher, their profit margin is 14%. 14%. That is the company that owns and operates Final Fantasy XIV, by the way, the second most popular MMORPG on the planet, with one of the largest player bases. And so I'm going to assume that that 14% margin is almost exclusively carried by Final Fantasy XIV. I can't imagine how any of these other games could possibly be making so little money despite selling millions of copies apiece. Uh, that's got to just be really shitty management, which I think is actually just Square Enix in general as of late, to be honest. Their management has been kind of ridiculous. Do you think, Mr. Black, do you see, now that you know that they've got a 14% profit margin and they're sold off most of their Western developers at this point in this deal for only $300 million, do you think that this is Square Enix preparing themselves to sell themselves off to another company by streamlining and, and getting rid of some of what they consider to be deadweight to make themselves more attractive for a buyer in this crazy time of everyone buying everything? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Or do you I think it's just them just I trying to just trim the fat, the fat in general? I think they're just trimming the fat. I don't see Square Enix selling. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, I mean, they 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 might have just sold off a lot of their stuff that uh, is just really not profitable for them. Mm. Um, and now they're just holding on to the stuff that makes some money. So like this deal gives them three hundred million dollars. And also their profit margins might now be 40% now that they got rid of the other stuff. Well, right? they, were, they were all breaking even, so their profit margin won't really go anywhere like dramatic. It wouldn't, it wouldn't jump from 14 to 40. It might, they might get to like from 14 to 18, which is better. I mean, it's better. It's and the if right you direction. Have 300, and if you have $300 million as well to, to reinvest and Yes. Um, I mean, 14%, like, I, uh, that's, that's it's rough. That, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like 14% could be a lot if we're talking a, 
like billions of dollars in revenue a year. Right, right, right. And you're getting 14% of that after everybody's paid, after, you know, everything is done, your margin is 14%. Okay, you know, yeah, it's not, it's not like a grand slam, but I mean, it's not like you're making 14% of $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm, you know, if it's mm-hmm. in the hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, um, that's a decent pay, especially if the CEO is being paid, all employees are being paid, everything is being done. That might not be so bad, but I don't know. Uh, I don't think I don't think you're going to see Square Enix getting sold off. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Like, why wouldn't they just sell everything together instead of selling like a portion over one place and then shopping around for the other? Mm. I mean, I don't know. Could yeah, I would, I would, I, so the $300 million that they're getting from this, they already have a public statement on what they're reinvesting it in. So oh. we know what they're doing with the money, Mr. Black. Oh, okay. What are they doing? The hot Adam. three topics here, Mr. Black, are the $300 million is that they are going to immediately reinvest it in the cloud, which is a, a, a term that everyone loves to hear that nobody really understands what that means. If I hear, if I hear NFT, but wait, blockchain and NFTs. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whip that money. And it's gone. And it's gone. Speaking of which, it's gone just like the NFT market, which I don't know if you've seen the uh, and, the actual and, NFT market. And it's gone. <laughs> so, anyway. It was it was nice. They probably liked to look at the $300 million before they burned it right in front of themselves. But uh, all the same, there you have it. Um, do I think that they're going to sell off the entirety of Square Enix? I don't know. I think I think that it's more likely that they will because they did this sale and the current environment that we have. I don't know if it's a given. Uh, I think that I think that. Yeah, but why would they why would they sell like because they're all really low? Well, my my I know what you mean. So like I would say the reasoning if I was looking at it would be, okay. well, I either get Square Enix with just the stuff that makes the most money within the company right now or i pick up square enix with three others that have 1100 employees that are producing under seven percent sometimes four percent margins that i now have to deal with before moving on just to be able to acquire some ips maybe it's just i just care about maybe people look at it and go i really what do i care about square enix Final Fantasy. Fuck everything else. I just care about Final Fantasy. And, I, and maybe that's like their play. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, you know, 14% profit margin isn't like god awful if everything is paid for, you know? I think it's uh, 5 to 10% below industry benchmark is the okay. is what I remember seeing. So it's yeah. not you're right. It's not like it's it's, it's not, not like, like they're, uh, 2%. they're going bankrupt or anything. No. They're still making money. Yeah. Um they might be just trimming the fat, but here's the reason why I don't think they're going to sell is they're taking the 300 million dollars and they're reinvesting it into a bunch of shit for Square Enix. So yeah. like why like if you're going to sell, you're not going to reinvest, you're selling to then sell. You're not going to sell go and dump a bunch of money into a speculative market and then uh, try and have a buyer to, to pick up all of your fuck-ups. Yeah, Chances that's fair. are, I think they just, they just sold off their assets that they, didn't, that they just don't, aren't interested in, and maybe yeah. there's other company, there's another company that thinks that they can do more with it or take it in a different direction. Um, and then they're just like, yeah, let's just stick to what's working and make some maybe new IP. I, I don't I don't. Yeah, I yeah, or just more Final Fantasy, which is or probably just what's more going final. Probably just more is, Final Fantasy. That's, Square. It makes me so sad. Square Enix really hasn't like 
Other than Final Fantasy XIV, which was saved by Yoshi P, as we all, uh, most people know the, the story behind Yoshi P saving that game. Um, other than that, I don't know what Square Enix has done that's even remotely positive. Everything Not anytime else has been... soon. I mean, it's been, it's been like, you know, 15 years since <laughs> Square Enix has been like the shit, you know? Like, how do you have Final Fantasy XIV and be putting out Final Fantasy VII Remake and these other, like, major the Kingdom Hearts and things that actually do sell millions of copies, and then turn out that your entire division only has a 14% profit margin? I think that does indicate, especially since they were very selectively removing the Western side of things, yeah. I, think it, I think it does indicate that they have a bit of a management problem. They don't really know how to handle some of the intellectual property that they have to turn it into... Uh, more efficient money and i think that given what we're seeing them talk about investing their 300 million dollars into they're looking for a quick out they're looking for something fast now uh, somebody might say oh well blockchain and and nfts are a future looking thing well if you've looked at what the market is right now it ain't it ain't looking the future at all it's looking even if it i mean even if it is you know it's not like they can't afford to do it anyway it's yes it's you know it's clear that they just don't want these properties they want to slim down maybe they just want to focus in on what's really working and give it all their attention uh and then you know make make those things better that's ideal it's it's 300 million dollars like that's you know to get rid of tomb raider deus ex thief uh and others um it seems like a steal for somebody if they know what the fuck they're doing uh so you know it almost seems like they sold gave a deal and they just want to get rid of it. And they felt as though, hey, we can make $300 million now or we can keep scraping the paint here and maybe we'll make $300 million off these IPs over the next decade uh, if we're lucky, if everything works out. But it just seems like they have better plans for the money. Uh, and when I say better plans, NFTs and uh, cloud. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't say the metaverse. Honestly, like, I'm surprised they didn't squeak that in there. They should have. They should have just done it all, right? They should have just done it all. But hit anyway, every, it hit like... every single one of them. But yeah, and speaking of the metaverse, not that I have it in the list, but like just to give you a, like an idea of how little $300 million is in I want to spend money on shit that nobody really gives a fuck about, but we need to do it anyway. Meta, so Facebook, uh, for those of you not keeping track at home, uh, has, as of last year, when they first bought into doing their shit that looks worse than we like, like we sports resort, uh, for the metaverse, uh, they spent $10 billion. Yeah. <clears throat> and then oh. just this year in the last quarter, again, on a thing that looks like it looks and functions no better than we sports resort was another couple billion dollars. The only so people winning there are the people that are that are working for the companies that that Meta is dumb enough to hire and have them convince Meta that their work is worth billions of dollars on this thing that's not new, is not breaking any new ground, doesn't look the part, doesn't play the part, doesn't anything for over $10 billion in a calendar year. $300 million ain't shit. It just is, isn't shit these days. No, no. So anyway, good good luck to Square Enix. I mean, because Square Enix still has lots of titles I give a fuck about. It's just they're approaching. They're not Konami yet, Mr. Black. But they're, they are on the great graph of life. They are approaching asymptotically 
the bottom, because Zero would be Konami. So we're, we're getting there. Nobody can be as bad as Konami, but it can, in, in infinite ways, approach Konami's bottom line of Zero. And it's getting closer. We'll see how it all pans out here in, uh, in probably the next couple of years, honestly, with that $300 million out the window. Uh, and see if they do, in fact, sell out or just continue to ride the wave of Final Fantasy XIV. Um, oh, in relation to this as well, uh, so as you would probably remember, Mr. Black, we talked about the initiative, the not one, not two, not three, but 4A, quadruple A developer from Microsoft that was in, <laughs> that was put in charge, put in charge of pumping out Perfect Dark. The, the reboot of the century. The ah level quality. Four A's in that bitch. So anyway, they were working alongside of Crystal Dynamics, as you'll remember, to co-develop Perfect Dark because they couldn't do it on their own. So they brought in Crystal Dynamics uh, as a partner. So Crystal Dynamics being part of this deal to be sold off to Embracer Group, the, uh, the initiative went to Twitter and said, Hey guys, don't worry. The game that we're probably not developing and just giving everything to Crystal Dynamics is still being developed by Crystal Dynamics. Don't worry, it's still happening. So Perfect Dark is still uh, being developed. Don't worry about it. The, the four A's are still on the way. We don't mm. know how long it will take, but all four of them in all of their glory will still be coming in the form of Perfect Dark at some point in the future. Hangar 13 is reportedly developing a new Mafia game that is expected to be a prequel and done in Unreal Engine 5. So, Mafia is one of those titles I've never gotten my hands on personally, but they always looked good and everyone always says good things about them. I've never heard anyone talk bad about the Mafia games, and they do always look quite good. So I can only imagine how good Mafia is going to look running in Unreal Engine 5. That shit's probably going to blow your pants off, your socks off, and any other undergarments you may or may not be wearing at the time. Uh, and I look forward to seeing what they do with, uh, with the engine for sure. Uh, have you ever played any of the Mafia, uh, Mafia games yourself? Yeah, I haven't no. either. I don't know why. It's, it's not like it's not up my alley. I'd probably fucks with it, but I just never, I just never, uh, actually invested the time. Maybe I'll have to do that at some point. Because I think they just got remasters here not long ago. Uh, do you ever look at your phone, Mr. Black, and think, man, if I only had more megapixels for my macro flower photography... You ever look at your phone and think that? All the time, man. All the time. Just constantly? Well, great news. Motorola might have the solution for you. Okay. Possibly launching as soon as May 10th, the Motorola Frontier brings a 194 megapixel camera so that you can see alternate dimensions while taking selfies. I don't he even know. The, he has this joke written down, guys. It's written down. This I, is part of the notes. That was off the top on my notes, but hey, you got to appreciate the joke, though. Alternate dimension selfies coming soon via Motorola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I have a bad joke book coming soon. Amazon. Look out for it. But yeah, it's it's 194 fucking megapixels. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that many megapixels. I don't know if people are taking pictures and wanting to print billboard ads. Or like, what the fuck they're doing with that many megapixels? But hey, because a All megapixel doesn't actually make the camera. It's like part of the equation. But it's definitely been like the main like marketing driving force for camera phones forever. It's like, this year we brought up 12 meg. I remember when 12 megapixels, people were like, oh shit! Damn. Damn, 12? 12? 
And then the next year it was like, we've got 18 megapixels. Flash forward to 2022, 194 megapixels. Shit is absolutely fucking crazy. And guess what? It's still going to take terrible nighttime photography. So don't worry about it when it pops off. As like I said, as early as May 10th. So within the week, we might know about this frontier uh, where you two can get your hands on that camera. Uh, After investment in 2020, Mr. Black, independent studio Gunzilla Games is announcing their answer to Battle Royale 2.0 in their upcoming 2023 title called OTG, otherwise known as Off the Grid. It's a 150-player PvP and PvE mixed environment where story progression is supposed to be taking a little bit more of a front and center thing. You know, clearly not in the traditional single-player campaign type deal, but... How players do the PV... Well, it sounds like how players end up individually as they come across them completing the PVE environmental pieces and choosing how the story then unfolds within an individual match of sorts, it then changes or impacts everyone else's gameplay. You know, what happens to the map probably, what weapons become available, what thing happens somewhere that then everyone is going to want to like, it creates a a point of interest that that everyone wants to flock to and then it creates engagements, things of that nature. So it's, it's taking a PVE... Uh, kind of uh, modifier, tossing it into the pure PvP arena of the current Battle Royale. And I think, I'm not 100%, but I think that this is not exact, but similar conceptually to how a few other new Battle Royales that are coming out are trying to go in the direction of. Introducing more PvE-type stuff to mix up how the map evolves and how the game progresses so it's not just purely PvP. And I think even Warzone 2 is is rumored to mix some of this kind of stuff uh, in and, uh, and make it a little bit more than just raw 150 people in, go have fun. Uh, it does, it's, it's hard to, uh, this, something like this would be very hard to write down in text and understand what it means. So I am interested in whatever this, this is, because I do suspect this is the direction the genre is going in, but we haven't really seen a lot of like, or any really, like uh, what that really means. What does that mean for gameplay? Because maybe it makes it worse. Maybe people hate it. Like, fuck it. Just maybe it'd be like Fortnite where they just eventually say, fuck it and rip the PVE out. And just give them PvP, no building, all guns. Uh, and then all of a sudden the player base explodes again, which I think Fortnite's the only game in history to have ever removed content like that and gotten more players uh, than they did previously. Uh, but yeah, that, that seems to come up. Does that sound like interesting to you, like in the, in the Battle Royale environment to mix in like PvE stuff? Or do you think that, that that will turn off people that just want the like, the sweaty fucking uh me versus them i don't want a bot running around the map because you might remember when the like the previous call of duty br came out and it had i think it had like bot type stuff or whatever in it Uh, or even apex multiplayer had that and people were like fuck the bots just give me the people what do you think um i just think bots and pve in general is just pretty dog shit usually um you know it's not this isn't an mmo it's not like a raid mm. uh, it's a battle royale you're gonna have fucking cheaters everything else it's made by an independent developer I mean it's probably gonna be a fucking shit show um, <laughs> it's just hard for me to get excited about anything battle royale related to be honest mm. and even more so one that just seems convoluted and um, just trying to be different to be different I guess but also it's still not that different than 
some other shit that's out there. So I wish them all the best. Um, but I fear the worst. It does. It does. Fox said this in chat, it do, and it does sound to be this way. It's kind of like Tarkov, but with extra steps. Yeah, it's kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, Tarkov is a popular game, but it's not Warzone, and for a reason. Because, I mean, even for me, I go into Tarkov. I'm too stupid for Tarkov. I can't do it. I'm literally yeah. too dumb. Yeah. To play Tarkov. So if you start adding in all this extra PvE shit, I don't know. I might actually also be too stupid uh, for this. It's just, I'm that boomer guy that just says, I don't want any abilities. Give me a gun, and either I'm better than the other guy with a gun, or I'm not. And frequently I'm not. But at least then I'm not, like, fighting with, you know, all this other shit. Uh, but either way, like you said, wish them all the best, especially since they're independent, technically yeah. speaking. Yeah, I'm uh, not going to root for them to fail, but... Maybe this is pu- another PUBG moment where a small de- developer comes out and fucking creates the new thing. You never know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's 2023, though. I don't remember if I said that. I think I did. Uh, but we won't know until then, at least, barring any uh, kind of delay. And that's it for gaming news, Mr. Black, which means it's time to tell everyone why in 2023, because they can buy enough ahead of time for this shit yep. of subscription service. But they should have NordVPN so that when they're playing off the grid in beta for five minutes before turning it off and going back to Warzone 2, that they're safe and anonymous. Let them know. NordVPN, N-O-R-D-V-P-N dot com slash O-T-T. Use the promo code O-T-T. Get yourself a massive discount plus a bonus month and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Mm. If it ain't doing whatever it is that you want it to do, all right, you can use it in China. All right, you can use it on your smartphone, your smart TV, your Mac, your Windows, your laptop, your iPad, anything. They got pretty much got an app for everything. All right, they got a desktop app so that you can have threat protection. You don't even need to be on a server. Just got to have that feature running in the background. And it makes it so that these websites can't track you. See the things that you're searching for and getting to know you giving you targeted ads and taking your information when they shouldn't be. So get yourself a VPN. It's 2022, guys. We're going into the world of metaverse before you know it. Whether that whether that ship sinks or it's the new thing, you're going to need a VPN. You're just going to need it. And NordVPN is your answer. Use the promo code OTT, guys. You better make it happen. Plus, you can get NordPass. So you can have a password manager, protector, all that stuff. Makes it easy. Uh, I'm using that now. It's great. It's easy to use. They've got all kinds of stuff. It's not just a VPN. Go check them out. Link is in the description below. Make it happen. They're a big supporter of the podcast, and you should support them for supporting us. Get yourself that two-year subscription, guys, and uh, make it happen. If you're ever in the market for a VPN... Think NordVPN. And think us. Think promo code OTT. Because without NordVPN, the world is just not as safe of a place. (laughs) I buy it. Okay. You like that? I I buy into it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It does make the world a little bit safer. It's not lying. I'm not lying. Yeah. It's it's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. Mr. Black, what time is it? It's movies and TV time. It's a very long list this week, by the way, Mr. Black. I don't know if you're noticing this in the notes, but it is a banger of a list. Massive list. 
Adam Sandler has confirmed that he's getting back together with the directors from Uncut Gems for a new movie. I don't know what the movie is or whatever, but Uncut Gems, pretty fucking good movie. I enjoyed it. And so uh, I will look forward to whatever the hell that is. Maybe this one won't make me feel as unimaginably anxious as the last like 30 minutes of the fucking Uncut Gems. Uh, that I've never, I've never experienced like an anxiety attack brought on by a fucking movie before, but holy shit, they nailed it. Uh, and so, yeah, whatever that is, I look forward to seeing what they, uh, cook up. Uh, and also, the Obi-Wan, um, series for Disney Plus got its trailer this week. Uh, watched that, and, uh, what did you think, Mr. Black? What did you think about that trailer? Uh, I mean, it was, uh, I actually thought the, the, the poster, uh, was poster's pretty... Poster's pretty fire. Pretty fire. Yeah. Uh, poster's pretty dope. Uh, music was good. Um, I like Obi-Wan. I mean, how can you not like Obi-Wan, right? So How can you not like Ewan McGregor? Yeah, I mean, this is this is the best-looking piece of Star Wars content that I've seen in years. Um, which isn't saying a lot. And it I think it looks like Star Wars. Yeah. Does that make like sense? A, it, yeah, it, it looks like Star Wars. It looks like it had a high budget. It's only 6 episodes. Yeah. Um, That's good. I think I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. No filler. Um, I don't know if they're hour-long episodes or the 30 minutes. I couldn't tell you. Um, but there's a but. I'm over Star Wars. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm not. That's a I'm hell of a caveat, Mr. Black. I'm not excited. I don't care. If this never came out, I never saw it. I wouldn't feel like I missed out on anything. I'm still going to watch it because I got Disney Plus and, you know, I'm a nothing sucker for... Watch. Yeah. There's not, yeah, there's really nothing else to watch on <laughs> Disney Plus right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And I'll probably enjoy it more in The Mandalorian and most certainly more in Boba Fett. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it looks good. It looks good. I don't want to be the guy that bursts everybody's bubble because, you know, people are excited and I get it. It can look um, good, and you can also not be excited about it. I mean, that's they're not mutually exclusive things. Like you don't have to like. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know, man. I'm I'm just I I just want different. I just want different Star Wars. I you know I I, I personally can't get excited about seeing, you know, the little uh, mechanical thing go into Darth Vader and then hear a call. It's like how many times can we resell? It's Darth Vader. Like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> it's just not exciting to me. It's just, I just want to see lightsaber battles and yeah. cool music, new characters. I don't give a shit about retellings and stories that we didn't get before because everything else they do now sucks. I just, I'm over it. They're just continuing to use old characters and I'm just, nah. That's where I, that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm so, at. I, I saw a Twitter post earlier today that made a made a uh, a point that I'm I, I definitely agree with uh, to to uh, to some degree, and that was that part of what made Star Wars special was that you only got so much Star Wars in any given period of time, right? It was Star Wars was an event before, like it was like an actual science fiction cornerstone event every time yeah. a star wars property came out and like the side stuff like the extended universe novels and things that was like up to you to go seek out if you're going to do your thing but like when it came to the movies and the big screen or even some of the small screen stuff it was an event whenever it happened 
and then Disney bought Star Wars and yeeted that into the fucking sun in the first six months, where we've just been completely saturated with Star Wars as a, as a, as it's no longer an event. It's just part of the daily programming. Yeah, turn it into Marvel. It's not as bad as Marvel, but it, like it's getting there, and you know, it's just yeah. not as. It's just I don't know. I Man. think I I agree. I think it looks really good. I I love uh, I I love uh, Obi Wan as well. I love Ewan McGregor. I love um, I I I'm not I'm not as against the filling of the gaps between stories we've already been told because. Uh, it's for me, it's a more efficient use of nostalgia than just literally rehashing shit. So like, you know how you can do nostalgia trips where they literally redo everything yeah. like episode seven, where they literally fucking redid basically the entire first movie. It's not that played in nostalgia. It's a, okay, there are p- characters here that, you know, and you know, stories surrounding what's happened, but you don't know this in between section that we're going to explore now. And so it weaponizes that nostalgia, but it at least, g- at least gives me something that's new in the sense that I've not seen what happened between point A and, and point B, which is kind of what this series does. Yeah. Uh, I just so- don't like how I know how everything ends. You know, yeah, and, you and you want fact, to, you want to you want to be able to go in and not know the ending. Exactly, per, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I don't care about you know little stories that happen. I mean, yeah, sure, they might be visually pleasing and stuff, but like, I don't think it's adding to any weight to the old stuff that I watched. It's yeah, like yeah. it's done. It was never discussed before. We know that this wasn't like one large plan where they're like, okay, we're going to release these original movies. And but we've got these amazing stories to tell, but we're gonna do it in 2022, 2023, and we're gonna like, we're gonna. Do, it, it, you could just tell they're just grasping at whatever to just Obi Wan, Darth Vader, but we won't show his helmet or his face or anything. Just piece of that because we know what it means and this character, and it's like, oh my, it's like okay, I get it. It's very Let's fabricated, just, clearly. It's, like, yeah, yeah it's for just sure. Like, please give me something new. I want to just go in. Where it's like we're no longer talking about Skywalkers and we're no longer talking about the, like, yeah, they could be part of the lore and, you know, the name can go out there and stuff just because it's Star Wars. But like, I want to see all new characters with all new stories and all new things. Star Wars is a massive, expansive universe. And why are we sitting in this small pocket for decades when the stories have been told and we know the endings? That's just where I'm at. Um, and the worst think, part about it is, yeah. if the show does extremely well, then they'll do another Obi-Wan season, you know, and another Obi-Wan season. It's like, you guys just coming up with shit. It's just, do you think, bring do you Lucas think, back, man. I, you know, I'm, I miss George Lucas. Do bring we, Lucas do, back. Do we think it's, do we think some of this is because Disney doesn't have any faith in the property beyond the nostalgia that the Skywalker saga brings? I just think they spent $4 billion on a franchise and they got to make their money. That's what I think. I just Do you think, think they've they... not made it back by now? No, I don't. How many did each of the individual? Well, I mean, that's totally I mean, profit. Dude, I mean, the, the, the amount of like, it's just the movies and stuff. Like where they're making money as well as the theme parks and merchandise, right? Yeah. That's where they're making their money, right? I doubt they've made all their $4 billion back. Maybe they have. Maybe if so, like it can't be like a billion dollars, a lot of money in pure profit. That's a yeah. lot of money. 
even yeah the movies did extremely well uh but yeah they made a billion dollars at the box office but you know it might have cost 250 million dollars to make and another 250 million dollars in advertisements uh you know so so it's a 500 million dollar profit that's 500 million right there and then not including other costs and different shit yeah so yeah i mean listen they might have made a money back by now but i doubt it disney isn't doing well i mean their stock is plummeting because all the fucking political bullshit they've been doing uh they're not doing good man disney is not in a good spot right now they're not covid fucked up their theme parks and everything else that's which is what made them tons of money they were losing like I I could be talking on my ass, but they were, they were losing like $18 million a day or some crazy shit in the middle of COVID from their cruise ships and their Disney's and all this other stuff they didn't have going. They're in, they're in, they ain't doing as hot as, yeah, the company's fine, but like it ain't printing money like, uh, like it used to, like it used to, I'm sure it'll turn around. I mean, it's Disney, but like, they're just, they fucked up big time with all this political shit. And now they're losing all their massive tax break. That the that the government was given to them, you know, because uh, they you know they just went full woke and people are like, bruh, hell no, and so now they're losing hundreds of millions of dollars. There, I mean, they're a mess. Disney Plus is getting fucked. Netflix is getting fucked on. I mean, it's a rough time. It's a rough time. Which is which is just weird when you think about it, because it's almost like it's almost like you'd think it'd be almost impossible to get themselves into that situation. Even with COVID, you'd think it would almost be impossible, but, uh, but either way they're there. It's, it's a thing. It's a thing. And all that being said, I'm still watching the fuck out of that. It will be one series. Oh, hell yeah. I'm still going to watch it. Watching the fuck out of that series. For <laughs> sure. Any other movie and TV stuff that pop? I mean, I mean, no, the- I haven't, we haven't really been, I haven't had much time to like watch much or do much. Over this There's last the week. Um, Doctor Strange. How's that been getting reviewed? Do you know? Is that is that doing relatively well? Yeah, it's doing relatively well. I think most people that I've been seeing is a bit let down by it, um, just because Spider-Man was so big, and we were expecting this movie to be huge. Um, it's still going to be big, but I think people are their expectations were like through the roof, and. I'm seeing a lot of people that are like, ah, it was good, but I left disappointed or wanting more. I think it was skill up uh, on Twitter, skill up the uh, the uh, game journalist and reviewer uh, who said for his, his, he said his spoiler free review was uh, I'm a massive Marvel nerd and fan. And it was one of my least favorite Marvel films, but my friend that I went with, hasn't really seen many Marvel films and he thought it was one of the best movies he'd seen in ages. And so, uh, I don't know. Dr. Strange. Yeah. For Dr. Strange. Okay. That was, that was, that was their spoiler free take was like, and so what you can infer from that is maybe people who are a bit more invested in Marvel, it's going to be a bit more lackluster for them, but for people that are just there for the spectacle or they're, or they're just seeing it, they're not really invested in, in the Marvel franchise for a movie See, I've been hearing the opposite. See, I've been hearing... You've been hearing the flip? Yeah, I've been hearing casual Marvel fans probably won't like this as much as the other stuff because it's so mind-blowing and there's so much, like, because of the multiverse and the madness part of it that happens 
Mm. Um, that like there's a lot of intricacies for the ones that really follow the comics, um, but yet it, it isn't true to the comics, but it's still kind of there. Um, you know, uh, th- that's what I've been hearing. Uh, and so it's Sam it, Raimi, so you know, maybe it hits like both sides. Maybe it, it hits might, like the extreme, might. the extreme fan, and the and the extreme like casual and then the middle is getting lost a bit or something uh i've seen regardless what it is i've you know outside of skill ups comments i've seen mostly generally positive it's yeah, just it's, not it's got a 79 percent on rotten tomatoes which yeah. is kind of low for a marvel yeah. film um but that's for the critics i don't know what the i, I don't know what the um the the audience is saying but yeah we'll see i'm gonna go i'm gonna watch it yeah. Um, I'll probably go to the theater at some point next week and when the theaters die down and I'm not, you know, surrounded you know, by a theater hordes of people sitting next to everybody and shit. <laughs> so I'll probably wait till next week and then I'll like sneak out in an afternoon and go see it in IMAX. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm hearing that, um, everything everywhere all at once or something like that. I've been hearing is, that's one of the greatest movies, not just of the year, but ever, ever made. made. Yeah. I'm hearing it's <laughs> crazy good. It's crazy good. So I really want to go see that too. Um, everybody's telling me like, bro, you need to run out and see this movie. It's going to blow your mind. It's uh, it's crazy. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I've been hearing too. And the other thing I heard this week, I guess movies and TV that I forgot to put in was that, was that, uh, is that the, there's cracks in the family, Mr. Black. Mm. There's a division in the family. Mm. It's like Thanksgiving dinner and you're waiting for who's going to bring up politics before it all falls the fuck apart. Well, guess what? Apparently, it is one Mr. Vin Diesel that might be driving, ironically, the Wedge family uh, into the production of Fast X, Fast 10. Mm. As the, uh, was the director said, you know what? This ain't worth it. I'm out. And cited, incited, incited yeah, Justin Lin incited, uh, incited... Uh, Vin Diesel as the driving force for that a mixture of of creative differences insofar as that you know Vin's trying to maybe have a little bit too much say as to what's going on well uh, I mean he's the dick guy about it. like he's the it's producer true. he's the he's Vin Diesel like that is his he, his baby he's he's the show like, but he, he also is, said like he's showing up like out of shape and late yeah, to set and stuff like loan, that not knowing his lines showing yeah. up late just a hot mess um yeah, Justin Lin, who's worked on, I do believe, four or five different... I think this is his fifth Fast movie. Um, all the ones that have done really, really well was was pretty much Justin Lin. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a hell of a director. Uh, but yeah, he, apparently he walked away from 20 to $30 million paycheck oh. um, and just said, fuck this, it's not worth my mental health, and he just he left first week of shooting. And then uh, apparently while they're finding a director, they're burning $1 million a day just trying to find another director. Uh, um, I think they might have found one, and uh, they brought they brought on like Brie Larson or something. Their budget for this film is over $300 million. What? Yeah, for the 10th Fast movie. And they're supposed to be doing an 11th. So there's 10 and 11. And three, $300 million. This is before... Is that before advertisements, everything. This is just production, and apparently over a hundred million dollars is just going to cast, like just in salary, just just cast hundred million. Holy shit! Oh my god! Well, you know, Vin, Vin, you know, uh, we get it. If you're being if you're being protective of your baby, but if there's one thing that you can't do, no matter how much this movie is about family, you can't have a dad bod. 
No, Brie Larson isn't isn't directing. She's in the movie. It uh, the director that they have lined up. I I don't. I haven't I seen a name for it. Uh, I, for I did. I was. Be. Yeah, I was reading up on it the other day, but. Uh, but anyway. yeah, Brie Brie is just being brought into the fold as a cast member at this point. Yep. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Same crazy, crazy. Momoa. I'm pretty sure Jason Momoa was in it. He's as well. the bad guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they probably paid him like you know ten million bucks just to show up, right? So. Yeah. You know, Vin Diesel, you know, he's getting all the monies. Vin's um, probably like, getting 20 himself. Oh, yeah. But then he's going to get like back pay for, for producing and he's going to yeah, get the all other the other shit. He's, he's going to make like 50, 60 million bucks, you know, <laughs> no problem. And well, he's going we'll there out of shape and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's never is. like Vin Diesel was truly ripped out of his like he's just never been ripped out of his mind. He's yeah. been thick. He's been thick boy strong. Like every yeah. movie, he wears a wife beater. He looks good in a wife beater. You know, he's got the arms. He's got zero delts, but it's all arms, so it doesn't matter. And he and he rolls his shoulders forward to give himself some traps, and it's okay. He it works. He pulls it off. He's you know he's a he's a he's a thick nerd boy. But but you can't show up like if that's your if that's at your peak, and you start dropping off and you're getting well, dead. And you're bun, the boss, man. You're the boss, and you're showing up. You're doing everything. You're supposed to lead by example. You're the literal boss. You're the and head the, of the family. Yeah, and I mean, if Justin Lin can't call you out on your shit and, like, you know, you're not changing, like, you know, he's saying, fuck this, I'm out. Because you gotta, you gotta imagine how bad it is when somebody looks at a 20 or $30 million check and goes, nah, that ain't I'm it. good. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you already have, he already has, like, fuck you money, but still, I mean, 20, 30 million bucks. No matter how much money you have, if somebody says, do you want $30 million, you probably say, how high? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how many dicks do I gotta suck for twenty? Are we talking 30 like five, dollars? six, yeah. line them up, six thousand. Let me do the math real quick. Yes, <laughs> 30, 30 million for six thousand penises. I'm in. <laughs> there you go. Which means it's now time to move on to tech support. Patreon.com slash lag TV is the place to go if you want to financially support this podcast to keep the wheels on this bus turning. Not only just turning, but on. Like physically keeping the wheels on the bus, it's a great way to do it. Uh, and for $10 or more a month, you get to uh, ask us questions in the Q&A section called Tech Support, where I post a, uh, a post up on Patreon every week before the podcast, and you can ask us your questions there, and we answer as many as we can in the time that we have. So let's check. Let's, I want to say let's check and let's see. Let's sec it out. Let's uh, check out what we've got this week. Because we got some good time this week. Let's see if we got. Hopefully, we got some good questions. Uh, mm, 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 oh, fuck. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> okay. All right. Mark Furry woke up and chose violence this week, Mister Black. You ready? Okay. Okay. You wake up. It's a beautiful day again in your Hollywood mansion. It's just you and your wife. Is it Amber Heard or Jada Pinkett Smith? Assume you have to make it through a year without separating. Amber Heard. I'm taking Amber Heard. I'm I'm just not attracted. I'm just not attracted to Jada Pickett Smith at like not even in the least bit. At least like like I know I know how to navigate uh, an Amber Heard situation. I don't know if anyone is capable of navigating a Jada Pinkett Smith situation. Um, That and and again, like if you're going to if you're going to be married to crazy for a year. You have to at least bring out the scientifically proven and rigorously tested crazy to hot scale. Yeah. And on the crazy to hot scale, Amber Heard is in like a different fucking... All, yeah, she wins every time. 
every time. Like compared think, to Jada Pinkett, she's in a different category altogether yeah, I, in that regard. And I think I think just one year, like maybe you get the best year with Amber Heard, you know, before she goes full blown crazy. Like you know? she might because give you usually, a year. Yeah, I mean, at the very least, the first six months are probably going to be great. Yeah, you know, Jada is just going to be bad right off the jump. Yeah, you know, oh, as absolutely. soon as she said, as soon as she says the words "red table," I'm, <laughs> I'm done. I'm out. I'm folding. Yeah. Uh, eight, nine, ten. You're choosing uh, the protagonist for a new movie where Ryan Reynolds is the villain. Who would you choose as the hero? And what would the genre of the movie be? Well, if Ryan Reynolds is the bad guy, it's clearly a comedy, and I can't possibly see him doing a serious villain. Uh, he could. I'm not saying he couldn't. He probably could. But I couldn't personally. If I'm putting him in as a villain role, it's got to be somewhat, somewhat humorous. Um, who would the hero and what would the genre of the movie be? Oh... I already, I, I, I already know who the hero is. Okay. He, hero has got to be Hugh Jackman. Okay. All right. And Ryan Reynolds has got to be the villain. Okay. Right. But okay. I think secretively, mm-hmm. they're both heroes and they're both villains. Oh, they're both you know anti-heroes. They're both anti-heroes. So they're both people that have done some bad shit because it's justifiable in their eyes. But they also are doing it for good at the same time. It's almost like, like uh, which I haven't seen yet, which I probably should, like Peacemaker. You know, oh, Peacemaker, yeah. Peacemaker is like a character that is clearly bad, but he's also good. And I think that they could play. Now, what movie? It would have to be a comedy for sure. It can't be the serious. It'd have to be a comedy. It would almost have to be something similar to like... Um, um, like a twenty-one Jump Street or something, you know, like you're like going that in a very you're going in a very similar direction that I am. Yeah, but go on. It, it'd have to be something along those lines where it's like it's it, the 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 movie isn't a full blown joke, but it's it's got enough serious and enough heart, but it's clearly an action comedy dramedy at the same time. All right. I'm going to say that I want a... uh, I'm going to take a little slightly different route here. Instead of making a wholly new franchise here, I'm going to call for a sequel where he is the bad guy in the sequel. And that's going to be The Other Guys, starring Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell, where Ryan Reynolds is the ultimate bad guy, and it's The Other Guys taking down Ryan Reynolds. I'd watch the fuck out of that movie. I'd watch it. I'd watch it. Uh, Seth asks, when was your last emphatic use of the word fuck? Like, fuck, I dropped a refrigerator on my foot type situation. Okay. Uh, when my duplex flooded with shit water. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's bad. Say, like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. Fuck me. Yeah, that's bad. That's that a rough bad. one. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Man.
I'm gonna say the last time I let out, and this is, fun, this is kind of where you, you'll guess that I was already very on edge to begin with. But anyone that lives lives in uh, in a place like uh, like we do in Halifax would probably understand. Uh, was driving, uh, picked up M from work, was driving home, and it was raining that morning, and it was still early enough in the year that the sun wasn't really out, so it was still quite dark. Uh, and you can't tell what's a pothole and what's a puddle. And if you can see that it's a pothole, you have no idea how deep it is. And right. sometimes you, you just can't see, you, like, you literally can't see them. Like, it just looks like pavement when it's dark and it's water-filled. And I hit one, and it was like a fucking car eater. And it was one of those where it absolutely bottoms out the shock on that side of the car. The tire makes a horrible fucking sound. It, like, audibly is a super loud interior of the car, and you know that it fucked something. The alignment is out on that tire now. Something is completely fucked. And I was already, like, overtired and stressed with the house and shit. And I just, I was mid-sentence. I was talking to him about, so we were talking about how her day was going at work. I was mid-sentence. And I stopped mid-sentence to scream, fuck. And then I went on a monologue about how useless <laughs> our fucking provinces when it comes to fixing yeah. roads. I was oh, so bro, angry. I cuss, out, I cuss out every time, man. I, cu- I cuss out every time. You know, if I get a, if I get a replace a fucking... You know, if I got to spend three thousand dollars on a new tire and rim, bro, I'm a uh, I'm in a fucking bad headspace. I I cuss it out. My my shit's like I fucking the amount of taxes I pay this fucking piece of shit province, and I can't even fucking drive to my house without my car getting fucked. And they want more, dude. I go on. I go on. I go on. Uh, dude, I, I fucking I did. And, and Em was just sitting there listening to it all. And she was like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No, no, I'm and not." Neither is the car. <laughs> um mm-mm-mm-mm. dr samurai asks any types of game genres that you had never really played until they were really well established and then you turned out to actually like them mm. i'm gonna say um i'm gonna say one of two things card games so Hearthstone took me by surprise. I was a card collector. I was never a fan of actually playing the games. Hearthstone was the game that converted me uh, on that all those years ago. Uh, so that's definitely one. And the other one would be the 4X strategy games. Uh, and the... the um, Oh, crap. I think it was the ones that... Par- is it Paradox that does them? I can't, can't think of the name of the one that I got into it. Uh, on, but either way, yeah, those, those are the two genres. So 4X and then actual card games, mm. uh, I think are the two genres off the top of my head that I ended up, um, actually enjoying after waiting for them to become a little bit more of an established thing. Uh, mine's pretty easy. Uh, mine would be puzzle games. So something like Myst, those types mm. of things I never played when I was younger, I got onto the train really late, and then I had an experience, and I was like, wow, I actually really enjoy this stuff. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Puzzle. Uh, fresh, uh, fresh to Death Batman asks, do you have a favorite joke? Favorite joke? I don't know if I have, like, a favorite joke where it's, like, it's a told, like, a told joke, per se. Um... Um, but like my favorite comedy bits, uh, that I can just think of that just like pop into my mind, uh, would be, 
on whose line is it anyway when they're doing a news anchor segment and Colin Mockery always has like some monologue that end, that is a joke and it ends in in a in a like a pun like there's a punchline to it like he's got a million of them like the knickknack patty whack and shit there's a bunch of them that are amazing if you look them up on YouTube uh and then I would say other than that since I just mentioned the movie like not long ago uh one of the few things in like you know like one of the few things period that ever got me to laugh out loud uncontrollably at a theater no matter how many comedies I saw in the theater was the other guys and the aim for the bushes scene it it fucking still kills me like em and i just watched the movie like two weeks ago and i was already in tears before they even fucking jumped off the building it's just the dumbest it's so dumb it's one of those things that make no sense and on top of a building aim for the bushes yes they jump the camera cuts to the fucking view of them falling. There isn't a bush for fucking five miles in any direction. And in the Dead. background, you just softly hear, There goes my hero! And it's like the seven seconds of just free fall, nothing. And then you just, you think the camera's gonna cut away, and it doesn't. You just yeah. see their bodies fucking splat on the ground. And I was, I went to the theater with my cousin Ben, and we were howling we probably pissed off everyone in that room so like this, that that fucking gets me every time but yeah that but it was like a one-liner joke i can't think of anything off the top of my head yeah i can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head um i i mean i'm a big fan of uh of of eddie murphy you know the old raw delirious special eddie murphy I, in a michael jackson red suit yeah this one of my favorite stand-up comedy routines it's just classic Oh yeah, the, the same movie. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, that back and forth between fucking yeah. Mark Wahlberg. I, <laughs> I will say one of my favorite comedies though of all time that has so many funny stuff is um, Step Brothers. Step Brothers, I absolutely, I absolutely love Step Brothers so much. Like this shit is just the older Dude, I get, will, like Will Ferrell has the sauce, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like his movies for me, they're either dog shit movies or they're hilarious. There is no in between. Sometimes I think it's because some... he commits, right? Yeah, I mean, even even that that Euro uh, movie. Oh, Euro Trip or whatever the fuck. No, like the the Eurovision or whatever it was. Where oh, where Eurovision. He's like... <sighs> even that was funny. You know, like I, I, I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was, and it's just so dumb. But it's like it's just. It's oh, and funny. what was the name of the stupid song that that the the guy kept screaming at them to fucking do every single time? It was like yeah, that one. I, for, I forget that ding forget. dong or some other like fucking like it, yeah. it's a recurring joke the entire film, and it's yeah. so stupid, but it was funny as shit. And I think that's yeah. it. I think I, I think if I had to say why Will Ferrell movies are either really good or terrible is because they come up with a concept and he just he he just fucking he gives it. And so yeah. he doesn't care. It's either going to work or it's going to fail, but yeah. he doesn't hold back. He just commits to the bit yeah. it's every single like, time. It's kind of like all of his movies are one big SNL skit, and sometimes mm. SNL skits, they're just bad, and they're just not funny. But yeah. when they're funny, they're, they're hilarious. really funny, and yeah. it just feel like he'll take a funny SNL concept and just turn it into a full movie, and it's either <laughs> hilarious or it's bad. And And it's not like... Usually the movies that are bad, they're just bad, bad. Like, there's yeah. not really anything funny about them at any point in the movie. They're just bad. But when he's on, it's on. So, yeah. That's, I, yeah. I do like Will Ferrell. I thought about this the other day, too, just randomly popped into my mind. It's like sometimes... 
sometimes I feel like some movies don't even don't comedy movies specifically don't get enough credit for just how funny the concept is. Like Anchorman as a concept is fucking hilarious. The concept that that like back in the day, a bunch of news channel, like local news TV channels, were were fighting amongst each other as if like conceptually they were gangbangers. Like, and I don't mean the literal scene, because they made yeah. the concept of the movie a literal scene when they fought, but the yeah. idea that they were all, like, gangs individually vying for control over the city, Channel 4, Channel 7, Channel whatever the fuck, just that as a concept is so fucking smart, and it seems simple, but the fact that nobody did it beforehand, and then they executed it as well as they did is just uh, I don't fucking know how we haven't brilliant. had Step Brothers too. I, I really have no idea. That's true. Was, that did really well still, too. Like they, they, it did, they did well with that. Oh yeah, like that shit would still work today if they announced Step Brothers two. That shit would be huge. <laughs> maybe it. Maybe maybe there's waiting for the right time, right script, uh, to maybe. come on through. Uh, Alex uh, Alexa asks, "What's your favorite fruit and why?" Grapefruits cut by my mom were my fave when I was a teenager. I don't know why, but fruits uh, cut by your mom are better than any other fruits. Facts. Yeah, I'm if it's, go, it's like any food. If it's prepared, if it's prepared by somebody else, it usually tastes better. I'm gonna go. Uh, I think raspberry is probably my favorite. Mm. Um, my favorite fruit to eat. Um, mm. I love raspberries. We always have them in the house, and I'll just grab a handful of them and eat them. So um, what you're saying is that 20 percent of your grocery bill is dedicated to buying raspberries. Oh, bro, we've just I just <laughs> thought, I just stopped. We stopped giving. You know what? This is the here. Here it is, man. I'm just going to go because raspberries you know for like five of them in a plastic bin. It's like seventy eight dollars. No joke. No fucking joke. Our grocery <laughs> bills for three people in this house is, is border, absurd. Is, is, is bordering. I would say it's it's about sixteen hundred dollars a month. Is what oh we pay for three God. people. I'm I'm not joking, uh, and that's not including any takeout or anything. How much gelato you know? are you over here? Are you over Bro, here? You know, eating. I have I have one philosophy. All right. <laughs> I, if you're gonna spend I, money, spend it on food. So so there's 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 two there's two things that I grew up on that I didn't that I didn't get to do because we didn't have money. Yeah. And the first the first thing is. Um, I always fill my car up with gas always. So it doesn't matter if, if I'm going to the gas station, that shit is being pumped until I can't pump no more. There ain't no $5, $10, $20, $50 psychologically. I just can't do it because when I was, when I grew up, my family, we always paycheck to paycheck or not even. What's and in the wallet? What's in the wallet? Five bucks. I mean, even even when I became an adult, and I had my own car, I'd I, there was time I go to gas station put three dollars in because it's like what dude, change dude can we I used find? to literally who can Chuck five? change Yo, Chuck five Chuck five Chuck going five anywhere. to gotta, go to the golf course. That's pretty much it, right? Because it's just broke. <laughs> yeah, no, we're broke no as money. fuck. So psychologically, like I just you know I told myself. When I make money, like that's it. Like there's just certain things that I just physically can't do. The other thing is food. You know, when we grew up, we didn't have our cupboards weren't always full. You know, I didn't always have the stuff I wanted to eat. It was a lot of craft dinner, Mr. Noodles, uh fucking bologna, french fries, french fries, rice, like TV just a dinners lot of shit. that filled the entire fridge freezer. That's pretty much it. So, you know, I told myself when I become successful, I make money. I I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't look at the price tag. I don't care. 
We get what we want. We eat exactly how we want. I don't give a fuck if we got to pay $9 for a loaf of bread. I don't care. I, I just get what I want. I buy Fruit Loops, not Fruity Loops. I, I don't, <laughs> like, physically just cannot. It's just one thing that I told myself that that's it. Uh, I don't, like, to me, it's whatever. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, raspberries always got them. Yep, they're fucking expensive as shit for a little tiny curtain like that. It's like six, seven bucks for a little tiny. I could eat the whole thing in one sitting. No problem. Just like as, you know, and still be hungry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we, that's one thing we just don't skimp on and I just never will. Um, so, yeah, raspberries is where it's at. Raspberries and blackberries are my thing. I eat them every morning. Um, they're not cheap, but it is what it is. Yeah, I would say it's like far as my favorite fruit goes. Um, man. I th okay, so I think my favorite fruit's probably... It's probably strawberry. But the problem is, is that getting a good strawberry is like winning the lottery. Mm -hmm. Most of them are are like most of the strawberries that we get year round because or most of, of the year because of the off season the on season of strawberries here is like a month and a half and that's when you can get local strawberries and they're categorically fucking incredible because they're actually grown until they're fully ripe you pick them yourselves and they taste amazing also they're not the size of a small compact car when it's not the season here we get the shit that comes in from like the U.S. or 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 or, uh, or other places that are picked too early, so that they continue to ripen in transport. They are crossbred with mastodon DNA to be the size of an apple, and they you cut them, and there's a hole inside big enough to fit a small child, with almost no flavor yeah. and just the worst texture in the world. Yeah. Uh, that is not a, a pleasurable experience, but if you get strawberries in season, that's probably my favorite, my favorite, uh, it's not fruit. a bad choice. Not a bad choice. The ones that I eat the most are bone stock, apples and bananas. I almost, almost every single day have one banana and one apple like clockwork almost every single day. Um, because they're just, they're the easiest to eat. They're the easiest to get your hands on. They make good snack foods. And a really bad apple is hard to find. Like, you gotta, yeah. you gotta, you gotta buy the wrong variety, first of all. And then you've gotta buy the wrong bag. Otherwise, you're gonna have, you know, you, you know what you're getting when you buy a bag of apples. Bananas. It's hard to fuck up a bag similar. of apples. It's hard yeah. to fuck it up. You'd have to you go really outside do. and tell a deer to piss on the apple and then eat it. Yeah, some, some bad shit. Now, mind you, it's still, once again, when we get apple season here, if you go pick your own, they taste a thousand times better because, again, they're on the tree all the way up until they're ripe versus being picked early yeah. for transport and for storage for, like, months on fucking end, and then you buy a bag at the grocery store that was picked five months ago, uh, and it's not the same experience. But all the same, yeah, the, the, those are the ones I eat the most. And when it comes to, like, food bills, I was the same, and I I, I don't know, we'll see what the, what because the, stuff's gotten so expensive now, but when I moved out on my own, I the one thing that I'd never skimped on was my grocery bill. It no. wasn't that I was going out buying filet mignon or anything, but when I went to the grocery store, and I said to myself... I want, I want boneless, skinless chicken breast, and it's thirty-seven dollars for like seven of them. It's thirty-seven dollars. I'm buying, I'm buying the boneless, skinless chicken breast because I want it. Yeah. And I would rather, I would rather go home with less money and not be able to spend it on other shit. Yep. And have the food that I want. Yep. You know, within reason. Again, we're not out here buying fucking like 
$78 steaks or some shit, but like Bro. you just go out and you just buy, you just buy yeah. fresh food and not like skimp on shit is definitely like, and it's a luxury. That's an enormous That's fucking it. luxury, yeah. but it's the one that I would rather if I was going to have one luxury thing. It's food. Food is the way every single fucking time. Yep. Because oh, it's the difference between feeling like ass and not feeling like ass. Yeah, it's good, good food. There's also just something for me psychologically, and it's probably just the way I, I was brought up, but like there's just something about having to worry about what you're eating because of money. It just, I don't, it just doesn't. And that's a big my global brain. problem in general. Massive. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, I'm very blessed. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm privileged as fuck to be able to do that. There's tons of people. I mean, I, I grew up in a family that had to, yeah, penny pinch or and gives say, you hey, the, we, we it gives you afford, an idea. Yeah, we can't afford to buy um, fruit loops. We have to get fruity loops. You know, like this was a reality. Um, and now it's like I don't care if Kayla asked me like, hey, because when we Kayla and I first started dating. She grew up the same way. She grew up with nothing. Like her parents still don't have much. My my parents don't got a whole lot, you know. Better these days, but like um, you know, she would go to the grocery store cuz she does all the buying and like she'd come home with like frozen uh like frozen salmon pieces that you'd like, you know, you'd you do. And I'd be like, "No, nah, go and buy the fresh stuff." So they would come home with like a, a big slab of salmon that's $30. That is for two meals, and I'd be like, "Hey, uh, that's just the way it's going to be." Instead of these little packs that could get us six meals uh, for half the price, um, it just—I don't know, man. Just I can't. That's one thing I just can't skimp on, and I'm the same way at restaurants. We go to eat. I don't care. Like we went to the cut there a couple weeks ago, or it's been about three weeks now. It was a seven hundred dollar bill for two of us. Right. All right. Was it, we was, we have was we have slightly different lines on the eating yeah. out part, but I appreciate yeah. the thought for sure. But like you know, we got steak, and each steak was two hundred bucks. Right, like per steak. And this is we don't do this all the time. So guys, don't think like we're going to spend seven hundred. You know, this is like this is like a really nice dinner that we go to once a year, and and that's that. But like even Kayla, she's like, uh, is okay if I get this. I'm like, get whatever you want i don't work this hard for us to worry about the price tag of a meal if i couldn't afford to be here we wouldn't be in here <laughs> you know what i'm saying just <laughs> we'd order be at what the steak want. and stein it doesn't yeah it, to me it's it's food is just one of those luxuries i just will not skimp on uh yano says you're ultra rich but you can only buy either a yacht or a private jet which one do you go for I'm going jet all fucking day. Give me Every the leg day. room. Give me the ability to, to like not have to wait in line with everyone else and do all the shit. Fuck that. Private uh, jet all day, every day. Oh yeah. That's not even a dude. I hate I hate the thought of owning a boat. I don't even really like being on boats. You know, like uh <laughs> I got no. I got a couple I got a couple of friends that, you know, they got they got little, you know, twelve footers and one yeah, person's got like boats. a yeah, one per one person I know has got like a forty-eight footer, like a legit mm. straight up sailboat. Yeah, um, and it's super nice and luxurious. And I went on it, and it's like, wow, this, this is, is a great. lot of upkeep, bro. Bruh, the upkeep is insane. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Just to park the thing all year round at a spot is ridiculous money. Uh, it's just it seems like a big ass headache. It's almost like having a pool. Like even a pool is enough work. Can't imagine having a boat. <laughs> Fuck that. And imagine a yacht. 
Like, hell no. Pass. No. It's a hard pass, bro. Pass. Jet all day, every day. I can fly in peace by myself with family, all the leg room. I can fuck on the plane. I can drink (laughs) on the plane. I can do whatever I want on the plane. Uh, Yeah, if I got that kind of money, nah, forget the yacht. Jet. Uh, Follow-up question from Yano. You can collaborate with the YouTuber of your choice. Who is it and why? The YouTuber of my choice. Hmm. I don't follow like a hell of a lot of YouTubers. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I, I, I mean, I watch YouTube every day, but it's a lot of stuff that is, you know, it's MMA related or, you know, um, yeah, the easy one is Mr. Beast because it's like the fucking, that's the easiest out of all of them uh, because it's Mr. Beast and you're going to make a lot of money doing whatever collab you do with Mr. Beast. But yeah. honestly, here's a random one because I like I like there's there's nobody I can think of that that like my style of content or like well, that I would collaborate with. I guess if I, if anything, they're not even YouTubers. But if I could work with anyone, even like occasionally, be on the podcast here and there, write for them once in a while, is Giant Bomb. Just be part of like the guys that got me into the video game industry in general. But like if I went to go outside of that box, there's a YouTube channel that somebody runs. Where they have like this insanely expensive, I want to say somewhere between eight and ten thousand dollar DSLR with a ridiculous lens on it, and they don't say anything. This have the, they have it stabilized, and they just walk around various cities in the world uh, at various times of day, nighttime, daytime, whatever, and you just get the feel for like this like everyday life in this place there's no commentary there's no nothing they don't go they don't like go solely into major cities like downtown core maybe they'll go off like on the on the on the side streets or in like a a semi-residential area and it like gives you an idea for like what life every day actually is like in that in that spot and it's relaxing and it looks fucking fire um so that'd be good yeah (laughs) camera conspiracies uh, he's really fucking funny too. He's another Canadian boy, actually. That guy's that guy's wild. But yeah, I don't know. Something I don't simple. know, man. I already I already accomplished that goal, man. Yeah, we we, we HD Starcraft, man. Back <laughs> in the day, <laughs> we hit we hit peak with HD. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what HD Starcraft is doing right now. Living his best life off the internet, bro. He went dark, dark. Like he went yeah. off grid, off grid. Yeah. Yeah. More than anyone I've ever known in our industry. And he industry. never came back. He never and came he back. Never came. There's no said, comeback twit longer. No. He said there is bro. gone and gone forever. He said that I'm man done, man. Said goodbye. Uh Oh, Danish Devil, how much is a good neighbor worth? Any neighbor stories to share, like good or bad, I guess. You know, uh a okay. good neighbor is fucking priceless to me, first of all. It, it is. Because you have your, like, yes, you have your space inside, but you don't spend all of your time inside. And you spend time outside. And you're going to invariably interact with everyone that shares the space around you, unless you're in, like, Saskatchewan and the houses are five kilometers between each other, then your neighbor doesn't mean fucking anything. But for, like, anyone else in a suburbia situation or anywhere where the houses are remotely close... It is the difference between enjoying where you live and and not enjoying 
where you live, like, it could be a massive difference. Because if your neighbor's an asshole, and you have to, like, you were sharing a space, that's terrible. But if you yeah. go outside, and you can, like, wave and say hi, and, like, everyone knows each other's name, and you're, like, fucking... You, you know what's going on in each other's lives, and you're just... You're not friends in the sense that you're not spending time together, but you can be, you're, like, at a distance. Friend. Like, yeah. that's, that's perfect. That's, that's the dream. And it's, it's a major factor as to whether or not you enjoy yeah. where you live, at least for me. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I, uh, I actually hang out with my neighbors. My neighbors were over the house two days ago. Um, Especially you know, if they're, I, like, in a similar age group or at least sort of we're close. The young, we're the youngest yeah, you would be, I'm sure, by sure. probably probably eight, uh, eight to ten years. Yeah, eight to ten years. I think most most of our neighbors are in their early forties to early fifties. Yeah, um, doesn't mean they're not cool and hip and stuff. I mean, once once you Bro, once, once you're, you're, at you're my past age, thirty, yeah, exactly. Once you're at my age, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> you know, I got friends that are fifty five years old. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying yeah. like, and and I, you know, they're I I treat them the same way as I treat my thirty year old friends. You know, um. But yeah, I think good neighbors is huge. Not only, you know, you keep an eye on each other's stuff. Um, you know, you 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 have somebody to hang out with. Um, if they have kids, you know, people can watch each other's kids. You can get to know each other. Um, you, things in common. The best the best thing uh that for the to answer the question, the benefit my biggest benefit so far was my next-door neighbor um is a surgeon and he uh he did fuck what what kind of surgery does he do um he's just like orthoscopic or something there uh, i'm trying to think here um anyway he does he does some he does he's some sort of surgeon and uh i was on the waiting list to get my knee surgery for a long ass time and it was cuz it wasn't like super pressing so i had to just wait it out and it could have been another year or two before I get in and get my surgery. And I was over there. I was, we were new to the neighborhood and they were having a, this was just before COVID pretty much. Uh, um, I, I was the year before COVID. It was, um, the hello that Halloween before. And, uh, I get, I get my, um, uh, it was a Halloween party. I go over to his house and Kale and I, we are just a, meeting the neighbors. Cause we had moved in in September. It was hello in end of November, uh, October. And, uh, I just, we just started talking and he was like, he was talking about, um, his practice or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the list for surgery. Uh, it's going to be a long ass time. He said, well, what, 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 what's, what's your problem? I was like, oh, my, my knee is, my knee is torn. Like I have torn meniscus and some other shit's going on. And he said, uh, what's your health card number? He's like, you got it, got it on you? I said, yeah. So I pulled my wallet, I get my health card. He goes into his office. And he looks up my 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 X-rays and my profile in his house, and uh, he comes outside. <laughs> he gives me he shot off an email to one of his one of his buddies that's also one of the few uh, knee surgeons in the city, and uh, he said, "Give this guy a call Monday, um, and he'll get you in." So I gave him a call Monday. He had me in Thursday for consultation, and then two weeks after, I had my surgery by the same guy. And I mean, it's about who, you know, like, you know what I mean? So, um, and he did it as a, as a, he did it for his friend, for me, you know, it wasn't, you know, he worked more like he didn't cut on anybody else. He did, went and did it on his time off. He went in and did my surgery uh, on a day that he was just supposed to go in the hospital to do 
whatever. And he went in and, and booked me uh, to, to get in and get, get it done. So that's my best. That's a, that's like a, that's the a best. solid neighbor story. That, you know, Hey man. And my knee is perfectly fine today, you know? Uh, so I'm very grateful. That's definitely my best neighbor story. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have, I haven't had any experiences like that uh, for better or worse, but I mean, for better in so far as that I haven't torn a knee. Uh, yeah, but, don't do uh, that. It's not a good yeah. time. I, um, but for me, a good neighbor's kind of what I described before. You know, uh, for me, like like Jeff said, you know, you you get friendly enough that yeah, if you if you wanted to, you could interact, you could hang out, you could do whatever. Uh, but for me, I get a lot of joy in life in like the small interactions between people that are like just friendly interactions. So going out in the morning, you're getting in the car, neighbor across the street's coming outside at the same time waving, saying hi, make a joke about some <laughs> shit, get in the car. That makes me fucking legitimately yeah. happy. I yeah. go to a Tim Hortons, I get a coffee or whatever the fuck, and I say thanks, and I, you know, the guy at the window, the one I go to all the time, I know who he, I know who he is because he's super nice. I'm like, thanks, boss, you have yourself a good one. He's like, thank you, man, have a good one yourself. That shit makes yeah. me legitimately... It's this tiny little inconsequential shit. And if you get that from your neighbor, like, all the time... That's a fuck. That, that's a, an enormous W. That's yeah. that's what I enjoy in a, in a good neighbor. I don't need, I don't need. You know, uh, I, I just need them to you know do at least be like that, or not need, but I like them to be that, and then not just be a an like an ornery yeah, asshole. Be a dick. Like, yeah, my neighbors just, got me into four wheeling. You know, now I got a four wheeler and a side by side. I go out there two three times a week with them. We go out and they show me the trail. Super nice guys, and we just have fun. Like uh, this yeah, was yeah. stuff I never did before. And I'm sure this summer, now that I know a lot of my neighborhood, we'll have them all over for barbecues and pools, and uh, yeah, exactly. we'll go over to their house. And it's just nice to have that option. Um, and the older you get, the less friends you make, you know? So it's harder to, for me anyway, it's harder for me to like want to go out and meet new people. It's it's just awkward. Everything I mean, is neighborhood is a, is a micro community, really. And, That's it. And so if you have good neighbors, it's, it's you yeah. know, it, it makes a massive difference. And, and the, the feeling of community is like a, as far as I'm concerned, a like base human need. Uh, and so if you can get that from your neighbors versus not getting it from your neighbors, that's a, a pretty massive benefit uh, for sure. Uh, let's see here. Caldeer asks, how many material things in your world would you need to keep you happy? Material? Yeah, so I guess that would be like referencing, so like other than, let's assume that your basic needs are, are met, meaning that... Your shelter you know, and your food. Shelter and, and food and whatnot, but like maybe maybe for your material things, you need a certain size house, or maybe you need certain a certain, you know, quality of life what is your quality of life your, your what's your baseline i guess is the question uh from the material world you know beyond a tent outside and the ability to get food a few times a week to survive um i mean that's a tough that's a, i mean i think it's a mo i think it's been a moving target as i've gotten older it, it, me too me too um, so like when I was younger, I probably would have been like way more lofty about shit. And then as I got, I've gotten older, I've actually like looked at things and been like, you know, what, what do, you know, it, it's not that I'm going to just deprave, you know, you know, deprive myself of shit, but what is it that actually, what is it that I value in a run of a day? And then what makes those things better for me? And then re and then, and then you know, uh, reduce the list of shit that I own down to just those things is kind of like how it's been. So for me, um, 
I don't need a really massive fucking house. I need, I need just enough space so that if I can be away from, from everyone else in the family or, or whatever else is going on, I can do that. That doesn't need a 7,500 or 8,000 square foot fucking mansion uh, to be able to get far enough away from people. It just means having my own space and it doesn't have to be huge. It just needs to be my own space. So uh, big enough for that. Uh, big enough to have family over and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Um, when it comes to uh, a vehicle, honest to God, do I fit in it comfortably when I'm driving? Is basically my baseline. And past that, is it going to break down next Tuesday? Those are like my vehicle needs uh, because when you're as fucking tall as I am, vehicles are an inconvenience every time you fucking set foot in them. So it's not about like... Uh, you know, there is no such thing as Adam gets really wealthy and goes by and goes and buys, uh, a 1998 or 99 Dodge Viper ACR because it's like his favorite car in the world. That doesn't exist. I'd literally have to pay somebody 50 grand just to be able to like blow the fucking seat out, find miracle millimeters behind it and try and make it long enough for my ass to fit in. Even then I can't use a clutch and manual because my legs are too long anyway. So that, that shit doesn't exist for me. So for me, it's, am I comfortable and will the car break down? And that's why I drive a, a Toyota RAV4 right now, because <laughs> I fit in it, it's, I'm comfortable in it, and it's not going to break down next Tuesday. Um, other than that, I need access to nature in some way, shape, or form. It's not a material thing, but I guess wherever my house is, it needs to be in somewhere where I have access to nature with relative ease. Uh, um, ideally, like, in my backyard, really, is, is ideal. Um, uh, it's the same reason, similar, I need to be, I, I need to be close to some body of water. I don't know if it's because we grew up here, but the thought of whenever somebody has asked me, you know, would you ever move to, to, um, you know, Toronto or something for your career and whatnot. Th one of the things that were in the back of my mind was I'm going to be away from the ocean. And that feels really fucking weird to me to not have it there. I, I have the need, one of my needs is I need to be close to, to nature. So that... And then material, material, I need a way to enjoy music. I don't know what that is. I don't know. It's a really good headset, really good set of speakers in the living room. Some way to enjoy my music because music is uh, a big part of enjoying life as far as I'm concerned. And a good way to enjoy it uh, is, is integral. Um, and really, and, and good food. It doesn't need to be crazy. Just good mm. food. That's, that's basically... That's the sum total of, of my needs. If I get those things met, you know, if somebody says, oh, do you want, do you need to travel the world and learn all the things and do everything else? Fuck, no, I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm happy in my lane. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to make myself some breakfast. I'm going to look outside. I'm going to enjoy the birds out in the back fucking yard. I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to sit out in a chair. It's sunny. It's nice. I go back inside. I listen to some music. I go the fuck to sleep. Win. W. Capital. W. Oh, I need to go buy groceries. I'm gonna get in the car I'm mildly comfortable in and don't have trouble putting groceries in the back of it. Win. That's it. My life is fucking complete right there. I can take care of my family without having them all be cramped up and I can have them over for dinner once in a while. Amazing. That's it. That's just, like beyond that. And I start to get anxious about having to chase shit. But when, but when I stop and think about it for five seconds, 
It's like, yeah, I can go do that, but am I really going to be happier when I get to, like, the other side and attain that shit? Or is it going to be, like, some retail therapy? Where I'm just going out and buying some shit because I want it and I think it's going to make me feel... And maybe it does for, like, three days. And then I just don't give a fuck anymore. Like, that, it, like that's... So that's where I'm at in my life now. But in my early 20s, it was like, juice me up, motherfucker! I want sports cars and fucking private jets and fucking, like, all the shit I can get my hands on. I want a 5,000-square-foot home because I'm 6'6", and I need all the space I can get my hands on. Give me all this shit! And now, now I'm 33, going on 34, and I'm like, fuck all that! Go in the opposite direction! Give me as little as humanly possible to make my life simple, because that's when your brain finally just gets to- you get to, like, shut off all the noise, focus on what's important, fuck all the rest of the shit. So that's what- that's all I need for material shit. Uh, for me, I don't need any material- like, I, this is gonna sound weird, I don't need any crazy materialistic stuff. My biggest thing that I need is I need to- to know that my family is taken care of. Um, and they have everything that they need. Um, so, you know, if I have a roof over my head, um, a, a car to drive, I'm pretty good. Um, you know, as long as family's healthy and taken care of, I, I, honestly, like, if you were to ask me that same question before my son was born, it'd be a totally different answer. But it just puts things into perspective. Um now, with that being said, um, would I truly be happy? Probably not. Because I'm a guy that is, uh, I'm ambitious. And I don't chase things. Um, I don't need to keep up with the Joneses. I don't fall into that category. Although I have, I have done slight flexes in my own personal life um, to probably appease people that don't really care. Um, but I can honestly say I haven't done that often uh, at like very few times where, you know, I, I might've, I might've kind of gone a little overboard just to kind of show people that I can um, most certainly I'm not like that anymore, but I will say like, for me, I just, uh, in order, in order for me to be happy with myself, I there are things that I need. But as long as my family's taken care of, I can put a, I can put aside my own self wants. I can be I can be miserable as long as I know that other people that you know my son, my wife, that they're okay. I, I'll take that burden every day of the week. It doesn't matter what it is. Maybe it's probably not a healthy way to think, uh, but that's just how I am. But if I truly want to be happy, yeah, I want to have, uh, I want to have a car that I can get into and be proud about. I want to go to a home that I can be proud to go into, because at the end of the day, even if I had a car that got me from point A to point B, or I had a house that and I put a roof over my family's head, I'm happy that I'm providing. But am I truly happy with said house or said car or said uh, thing that does it for me personally? Um, doesn't mean I need to drive a uh, doesn't need to mean I need to drive a hundred thousand dollar vehicle by any means. It could be like Adam, where I'm driving a nice Rav Four or something that is, you know, a nice family friendly, safe vehicle that you don't have to worry about. I'd be happy with that. I truly would be. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's not a lot of materialistic things that I think I would need. 
Um, you know, obviously having a nice computer would, would make me happy. Uh, is it a necessity? It is for my job, but to make, you know, to make me whole, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, it, that's a tough, deep question to answer. Uh, because my answer is very conflicting because on one end I do want the nice things, but I don't need the nice things. Um, I don't chase after those things anymore. Um, like I don't have any financial, uh, or materialistic goals anymore. I have everything I need. So it's hard for me to answer a question that I already have those things. I have the house. I have the, the cars or the gadgets and the, you know, the bullshit, you know, that, that you, people don't really need. Um, and does it make me happy? Yeah, it does to a degree. But like what Adam said, a lot of that stuff goes away over time. You know, you got to be happy with yourself before any of that stuff matters. Because if not, it's just shit that'll make you happy for a day, a week, maybe a month. Um, it's like going on a beautiful vacation. But if you're not in the right headspace, you can't enjoy your vacation. You can't enjoy what you're, what you're consuming. Um, even, even the small things like going to a movie theater and watching a movie. Like, I enjoy doing that stuff, but if I'm in a bad headspace, I can't even focus on the movie. So, like, what's the point? You know, why have a nice car if you can't really enjoy the vehicle? Um, you know, that's the way I look at it. I don't know if it answers your question, but I don't need anything uh, except health and family. But I do like having some of the things that I have because I work for them. Last question is going to come in from Dapbeard. I don't know if I don't know if Jeff ever watched this though, so maybe it won't play. <laughs> what was the name of that? I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but he, but the question is why, Bob? Let me give you context to this if you haven't seen. So there's a uh, there's it was one of the Netflix documentaries on a murderer, and this murderer was very well respected in the uh, in the community that they were in. They never had any signs of really being the guy that was going to go out starting to fucking murder some people. Uh, and it, uh, very, very, very charismatic. So manipulated a lot of people. He was in a kind of a, of a, of a, of a not big city town as well. So people are a little bit more trusting, a little bit more naive. And the why Bob? So Bob is one of the people that was interviewed in the show. He's an older, old, much older gentleman now. Back then. So this guy, the murderer or the or whatever, was actually playing this guy, Bob's wife, and Bob simultaneously. To basically for blackmail so he was already sleeping with bob's wife and then he just goes to the to the store that bob works at one day it's a casual tuesday literally a casual tuesday and he's like hey bob he's like oh hey how you doing a oh, kidnapper sorry not murder kidnapper oh hey bob how you doing oh yeah pretty good pretty good pretty good yeah yeah you know what you want to go for a quick drive this is gonna go for a drive i'm having kind of a bad day you want to go you, let's go for a drive and bob's like yeah okay and so Bob gets in the car and they go for a drive. And he just, they just drive out in the middle of fucking nowhere. And he pull, you know, the guy pulls the car over. And he starts, you know, they start having, you know, they're just talking. Just normal shit, whatever the fuck, you know. What's the, what's uh, life at home like and whatnot. And 
Bob's talking about how things are a little rocky with the wife, which, you know, the guy would know about because he's fucking her. And, and like, you know, things are a little all over the place, whatever. And then the guy, <laughs> the guy, no, like, no, no lead up, no segue, no nothing. It's just like, little, I'm, he said, you know what, personally, a little sexually frustrated, to be honest with you. And Bob's like, oh, why is that? He's like, I don't know, I'm just like sexually frustrated. And long story short, he says, hey, Bob. <laughs> Not in these exact words, because, hey, Bob, you want to suck this dick real quick? And, and for, for real, no gun to Bob's head, no, no, this is a married man, and for whatever reason, Bob's, like, internally goes, yeah, fuck it, I'll suck this dick. <laughs> what is, where do you get this, What what is this from? And then they just go back, and, like, life just continues on. And then eventually Bob and his wife have to like reconcile that she's been banging this dude and he sucked this dude's dick and he's like a kidnapper of like 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 this young girl in town. Shit's crazy. It's a Netflix series of a person. This real thing. This is like a true crime documentary on Netflix. I can't, abducted in plain sight is the name of it. Go watch that shit. But every once in a while, days will go by and somebody in Discord that's seen it will all caps. But why, Bob? Nobody was holding a gun in your head, Bob. Why are you sucking that man's dick? Because he wanted put, to, Adam. Put, he's put not, the dick you know, down, he's, Bob. He's, he's, he's been thinking about it. Obviously, <laughs> these two guys know each other, and there's been some. There has been some, <laughs> some tension. You know, he must have just Apparently. felt that out. You know what I'm saying? He's just like, you know what? Come dude, get it. this this man was fleecing okay. the whole town. He was banging this dude's wife, getting him to blow him in a car on an average Tuesday. Just go back to life like everything's normal. Why kidnapping not? a fucking like kidnapping. I think it was their was it their daughter? I can't remember. He was kidnapped like this kid and was like this crazy long. Anyway, so watch it, bro. Abducted, abducted in plain in sight. Plain sight. Why, Bob? Why? 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 Put the put the dick down, Bob. Because he wanted to. That's why. <laughs> Obviously, there's no Bob gun was to your feeling head. some there's shit. Nothing. He was just saying, you know what? Bob said, you only live once. It's time for me to do some bobbing. It was their daughter. So think about that. This man kidnapped this, this couple's daughter and was basically brainwashing her, had her all over the fucking state and shit. While meanwhile, to, to try to, to marry her to get legal like holding over. And in order to like make that happen, he needed to make sure that those two as a couple we're separated and like hating each other. So he starts banging the wife, seducing, banging the wife, getting this dude to blow him in a car so he can blackmail him with like telling the whole world that this dude blew him. Meanwhile, he's got this girl, their, their daughter kidnapped That's and shit. That's crazy. But it's wild, they, bro. Dude, fleece the world. Got him. Put it down, Bob. You don't need to do it. Your life is already in shambles. Just put the dick down, Bob. There and that's is. where we're going to end the Technical Alpha podcast for this week. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by. Hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Let somebody know about the podcast if you think they'll enjoy it as well. Uh, and uh, we will see you guys next week uh, week for more of whatever this continues to be. Thank you so much. Patreon.com slash TV if you want to financially support this. And once again, keep the wheels on and spinning. And until then, stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, don't randomly blow anyone. You know, maybe think about it first before you do it. Don't be Bob. Peace. Or or be Bob. Or be Bob. You know, maybe, you know. Live on edge. No judgment. Peace. Peace.